Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Live from ancient Egypt, in the time of no doorbells, where you just had to toot and come in. <laughs> we present, we present a wheezing, groaning sound, the actual only Doctor Who podcast in existence, and you really can't say fairer than that. <laughs> Zing! Hey, my name is John Rain, and joining me every week to live in denial are Tom <laughs> Tom Ramesses you when you're sleeping, Neenan. <laughs> and Paul, tell him about the honey mummy, Litchfield. <laughs> and it wouldn't be Christmas without Anubis new extra special present. So after Ooh. rummaging under the tree, I found a delicious wrapped box beneath the baubles. And inside was the wonderful and delightful Jeremy, something about this intro sphinx, Lind! <laughs> So don't sutek your time, take your time, Mm -hmm. and join us as we head to 1911 to do the Scar Man and find out (laughs) just who's been grabbing our warlocks. Yes, (laughs) it's Pyramids of Mars. (laughs) But before we find out what was on telly that night, Paul, Jeremy Lim, hello. please could you let us know how you (laughs) got into Doctor Who? Um... I got into it. That's interesting. Um, by watch, watching it almost from the day I was born, oh, I would say whoa. I got an older older brother who w- watched it from the mid sixties onwards mm. or the late sixties onwards, and so mm-hmm. literally the day I was born, which was episode one of the Demons. Oh, um, oh, that's I really apt because yeah. I knew you, Jeremy. And oh. I'm a bit. Of a <laughs> you are a giant man. With <coughs> sorry, sorry, I'm trousers. I meant I'm I I meant damson. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was uh, episode one of the Damsons. When I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> strangely forgotten story. Mm. But, um, no, but so I, literally, the fir- some of my earliest memories is our Doctor Who episodes, mm. rather than anything like learning to walk or speak or shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You learn to shit. I was going to say you don't. Well, learn I, to shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you not? You do not. <laughs> I think I do. Oh. oh god! Really? Imagine like imagine the, the months of uh, of training leading up to the first one. That would be a, <laughs> would a be good graduation, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to throw your um, what's it called? That hat. Voice. That hat in the air. Your you mortar board. Your mortar you board. Jer- Jer- <laughs> Jeremy had to literally throw his shit out of the pram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I threw the water board into the air. That was my. <laughs> oh, that's nice. But also, but, but also, but also, Jer- Jeremy Lim, you have a you have a much closer connection to Doctor Who, running through your family blood. I, I very genes. Yes. Well, well, my dad used to work at the Radiophonic Workshop, oh. and uh, wow. as you probably know, they did. Um, 
all the, well they did all the special sound right from the beginning I think hmm. and then from the early 80s sort of to the end of the classic series the, they did all the music as well and they got rid of Dudley Simpson hmm. so right. so when I used to go into my dad's work all the scripts would be there that's my that's one of my earliest memories I used wow. to get oh to read God. the scripts early wow I remember going in when I was very young and seeing there's one called The Horns of Naimon mm. yes. and there was another script next to it called Shada. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, Shada, that sounds boring. I could read the horns of Naimon. First of many errors. I need, to ask, I need to ask you a question that I'm sure you get asked all the time, and I'm really sorry to do it here. That's but, you right. know, based on your Doctor Who connection and everything, have you ever met Sil? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. <laughs> is 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 that who you're currently bunked up with now in Dorset, Jeremy? <laughs> Nabil, Nabil, Nabil Shaban. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm in his care bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. He's it's in like a, a penny farthing. He's in it. Go on. It's a tandem and he doesn't do any of the work at all. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got any legs. That's very offensive. Hey. <laughs> no, he's got two... Burly henchman. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You carry him around in his care bubble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they spray you. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Vince and Seth. Sorry. So what? So so Jeremy, your dad Roger Lim. Yes. Who I, I've had the pleasure to meet once when he was recording some stuff for one of our yeah, Edinburgh yeah, yeah. shows, <laughs> where, he drove, where he drove you insane. Well, um, he was, he took as much care over it as. As we never did. As, as we did with our scripts, yeah. Uh, exactly. So he would be, I just need to nudge the, yeah. you, know, the, you, know, the you know, the modulator. And you're like, for He's... fuck's sake, just record it! <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what sort of stories was your, was your dad um, covering at that So, point? well, he, he joined, <clears throat> his first one was the Keeper of Traken in the last oh, year wow. Of, oh, wow. of, of Baker. Which oh. I, went to the, I went to the set of that, in fact. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. I remember seeing Tom Baker... And being terrified of him because he was a terrifying <laughs> figure, yeah. especially um, at that point, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. and every other point. Mm. Um, but uh, I remember going into the master's TARDIS and flicking a button. And oh my I'd, god! I think I'd fucked up continuity. Uh, <laughs> so that explains it. Okay, I've written like whole uh, big finish uh, things all about that one button. So now it's yeah, explained. Exactly. Yeah, the, the master's yeah. button box set. And you fucked it up so well. They gave you a job in the McCoy era. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one, the next one he did was Four to Doomsday, which I also oh. went to see. Oh, oh my god! Oh. There's someone well, on Twitter who um, has been on us to do Four to Doomsday, mm. and. I think it's the closest we'll get to covering it on this podcast will yeah. be that one singular mention of it there. Well, I, I, I don't blame you. He, he, <laughs> he went, my dad, unfortunately, he came in on a bit of a high and went out on a high, but in the middle he did, <laughs> in, the, in the middle he did Four to Doomsday, Black Orchid, Time Flight, Ark of Infancy and Terminus, which oh, are prob- wow. probably the worst regarded shows <laughs> of, certainly of the Davison era. But then he did Kayser and Jazani. Oh. Wow! Oh, that's and then good. and finished with Revelation of the Daleks, as in oh, the Colin right. Baker Dalek. Mm. So, and, your, and, and and your dad, I seem to remember that Jamie used to tell me was rather fond of the pop pop pop. Oh, there's a, well, there's a pop pop pop. He does that particularly in his look and read scores, like uh, yes, King's <laughs> Dragon, pop pop pop. He has a trumpet trumpet thing. Nice. I love that in Revelation he's got that clanging kind of brow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Revelation sounds amazing. And he, he also had to do the, what was it, the highly directional ultrasonic beam of rock and roll. 
Javier Cruz. <laughs> but also, he did, he did all the jingles for the sort of the Necros radio. And so me right. and my brother, brother, brother imagined he was actually working on Necros as a, as a, jingle, as a jingle writer. So he, so he sort of exists in, in the show as well as a jingle That's brilliant. writer. Wow. So, Amazing. So, you, so your dad in the morning would go, listen, fish fingers in the microwave, I'm just after Necros. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Dad. The, the, be, the best thing that ever happened once is um, I, I came home from school once and my dad said, yeah, we've got a special visitor in the, in the, in the hall. Oh, was, I was hoping you were going to mention this. And it, and it was uh, it was K nine. Oh wow! Because <laughs> we had to. It was, it was Longleat, nineteen eighty three, when uh, you know the Doctor Who Woodstock. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, because it, it, BBC being what it was, everyone who was a guest there had to like take some props up with them, and mm. my dad got to take up K nine. <laughs> so, wow. so so we had him for the use of a night. It was, it was one of the it was one of the dummy ones. It wasn't the fully working ones. It was one. Yeah, but, when yeah, he, but did, uh, wasn't wasn't K nine put in in your bedroom and it just swore at you all night? <laughs> yes, I didn't say yes. Any were any yes, K nine models ever fully working? That's the question. Were any of them actually fully functioning? Well, exactly. Yeah. I remember. I remember because he had a little <laughs> a little slit for a mouth where ticket tape would come out instead of a tongue. <laughs> Right. <laughs> one point my brother poured coffee into his head <laughs> so he, so he came, out of his, came out of his mouth like a little like a tiny little brown waterfall wow. and then the next day they used canine and he was all yeah, hepped yeah, up yeah, hello yeah. master hello how are you <laughs> what wasn't the grand irony with canine is that the, the, when they finally got a handle on how to do it mm. yeah. it was written out <laughs> and they had to chuck it in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I think that's what happened. Yeah. There were, I mean, there were loads of different models of it, weren't there? Mm. And, mm. and then it went on to be in that film with James Belushi, so that was good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you must have met other doctors as well, Jeremy. I'm sure you've done um, other. I've well, at Longley, I saw two, three, four, and five. Wow. Oh, okay. There you go. I, I saw Pertwee quite a lot for some reason. He, he was always hanging around in the in the early nineties. <laughs> um, I, I, I've always I've wanted... spoken to Peter Davison. Oh, I've, uh, nice. I've seen Sylvester McCoy a few times, and I've met David Tennant briefly. I've seen okay. Eccleston. I've seen Paul McGann. So I'm doing all right. Yeah, you're well, doing you pretty good. good. Yeah. I always wanted to tell John and Tom about the time where me and you were in Forbidden Planet, and we saw Tolo and Leela. Yes. Well, was it Turlo though? I think I, I think it was Leela. Was and... it not Turlo? <laughs> it was in my memory. It's Turlo. I think it was Nicholas Briggs because he had his vocoder. Oh. Ah. Um, and there was Leela, and there was one other person which I, I can't remember who it was. And sadly, it may have been Peter Davison. And I can't remember. Oh, okay. Who it was. Oh. Uh, and all we really wanted to do was 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 to over tip the table that they were signing on <laughs> and then sort of blow, blow them a kiss as, as if it was a message from Turlo <laughs> we were in hysterics about it it's very difficult really to explain really obsessed with it I know it's so hard to explain but we were so we were so giddy with madness well it was around the time it was around the time that te- uh, not Turlo what's it called uh, Torchwood oh, so oh, yeah. Torchwood. T- Torchwood was being trailed with this sort of <laughs> Torchwood sort of, yeah. um, sort of teaser and we thought It'd be better if it was Turlo. Yeah. <laughs> Turlo! Turlo! 
Unlike the whole, thing, the whole thing involved turning up a table, and then blowing them a kiss, and then going tell it as if that, <laughs> as if that would as if that would somehow solve the situation. Like, them, oh no, that's fine. Oh, that's Tello, fine. Yeah, we understand. Oh, Tello, yeah, that's, that's great. That's why they did that. I, uh, <laughs> I'd like to have heard Briggs calling you cunts via his vocoder. Yeah. <laughs> why did you do that, you cunts? Well, I remember. I don't know if we can say this, but we were with um, we were with Johnny Camden. <laughs> So, so we can't say it. No, mm, mm. we were Johnny Cannon, and um, ah. I just remember Johnny Cannon saying, "If he does that fucking Dalek voice, I'll shove it up his ass." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, none of us will ever work for Big Finish. That is <laughs> slowly realizing. None of us will ever work for Johnny Camden. Yeah, <laughs> who's now, of course, oh, yeah. a script scriptwriter for EastEnders. EastEnders, so, you know. of course. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. I, uh, my only um, signing thing, I was once in the Who shop, uh, just mm. sort of popped in in East Ham, back when is it in East Ham, oh, and yeah, um, Peter Purvis was in there signing, but Brilliant. there was no one else in the shop, it was just me and Peter what Purvis. What, signing like, like Semaphore? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> signing for a, for a, a job. Person. Yeah, he was by Boris Johnson doing one of his press, press briefings <laughs> and doing the... Uh, so, there was, so was, there's was no one. I mean, so he, you had to buy something off Peter Purvis. <laughs> yeah. So I like I wanted him to. I just got him to sign a scrap of paper. I've still got it somewhere. And, oh, right. um, Yeah. And then he I went. Probably, to... He was probably working in the shop, like casually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just popped in for yeah. the day. Bit of extra pocket money. Oh. Bless him. Bless him. Bless, Bless him. But, but Paul. Yes, sir. Um, what was on telly uh, that night? Well, uh, Pyramids of Mars popped onto BBC One on Ooh. Saturday, the 25th of October, 1975. Mm. Now, if you're watching a uh, good old Auntie Beeb of One, you started off the day and it went, it went thusly. You had Finger Bobs, wonderful, <laughs> followed mm-hmm. by Star Trek, the animated series, followed by Why Don't You? Oh, what right. a lovely Ooh. way to spend Fucking your morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. And then you had a program called Camp Runamuck, which I've never <laughs> heard of. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No. And, and all the Radio Times says is, the old-timers take over the camp. Oh, boy. So I, I, I don't know what they do, whether they just mm. toast crumpets and try oh, and, God, and run, run amok. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah, but they don't run amok, do they? they sort of, like, shuffle amok. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Create some muck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they basically just soil themselves. Yeah, I've made some, <laughs> I've made some muck over there. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to clear up that muck over there. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> I'd like to put the muck over there and I'd like to put it all over you, John, because I hate you. Uh, not you, John Rain. No, no, of course. That was just the mm. old man, John. The, I was the character, John. That, not me. The yeah. character, John. Anyway, so after Camp yeah. Runner Muck, you had Grandstand, of course, from yeah. 12 30 right up to 5 past 5. And then immediately you had the Basil Brush Show with special guest <laughs> Pilot. So, oh, the band. I don't know pilot. who. Pi- I, it, I oh, so band. they're a band, are they? Band. I think so. Pilot. No. <clears throat> it wasn't the pilot episode, okay. or it might have been it the pen. Not. Right. They, so, yeah. so Basil Brush and his special guest, a oh, pen. Yeah. A pen. The <laughs> pilot. Sully. Brilliant. Is it Sully? Uh, the Miracle on the Hudson. Did he? Uh, did he turn up? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One day I'm going to crash <laughs> under the Hudson. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting, but could you, could you tell us what you're up to at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. going Sally, through Mr. aviation Sally. school. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to have sex with a fox. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, just <laughs> after Basil, Basil Brush, you filthy fiends, was Doctor Who, Pyramids of Mars at 5.45. Great time there for Doctor Who. No yeah. blurb for it, unfortunately. And then a little bit later on, you had Saturday Night at the Movies, and the film Ooh. was called Judith. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, can I just and intervene it, quickly? Yeah, go on. Pilot, I knew they were a band, and their famous song yeah. is... Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. <gasps> oh, is that know? them? Oh, yeah. Oh, so they'd be singing that, and Basil Brush would yes. be like pulling things out of hats and going, it yeah. isn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Derek, why is this gerbil in your arsehole? <laughs> well, could you put it there, Basil, you cunt? <laughs> Basil Brush will not be back at the same time. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you had Judith, Judith, and it says this Judith, Judith arrives as an illegal immigrant in Palestine with what? one aim. To find and destroy her husband. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, nice. Not, not kill him, destroy him. No, destroy, destroy him. <laughs> and anyone else around him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. God, just after this, and this is going to be a long old fucking trawl for anyone. Um, uh, Jeremy and I have watched several of these episodes, and they are appalling. It's the Dick Emery Show! Sketches. Yeah, where sketches last 17 minutes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. God! Twenty-eight minute show, two sketches. Yeah. <laughs> and each the week, only each week the, the only the funny sketch, bits, but we just worded mildly. Oh, differently. oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only funny bits of Dick Emery are now are, are are genuinely the vox pops, aren't they? And yeah. even then, oh, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. slightly yeah. galling. Yeah. Well, they're anyway, always the same. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I want to fuck you. That one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I shot the Chinese man, Dad. Yeah. That one. Oh. And, um, and then, excuse me, are you homosexual? Oh, me? <laughs> well, I am Mate. now. <laughs> yeah. Hello, yeah. Ho- hello, honky tonk. Yeah. Hello, honky yeah. tonk. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, honky yeah. tonk. How are you? Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, that's a huge penis you've got there. Oh, you yeah. cheeky cunt. Yeah. That one. <laughs> I'm a frustrated spinster. Come here. Yeah. 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 I'm from York Minster. Fuck off. You know, those characters. <laughs> yeah, those They're brilliant. Classic, classic catchphrases. Classic. Yeah. Character catchphrases and um, and and this particular show was with Norman Bird and Pat Coombs. Of course, oh god, Lovely. Patty Coombs, Patty Coombs, Patty Ooh. Patty Coombs. Let's not let's not go down that hole. No, we're not going to do that. Baker's uh, man. Ju- uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then just after Dick Emery, it, it just after Dick Emery, it went thusly: Kojak, match of the day, and then feet deep in Deedly Parkinson. Oh. And then that There's was that the awful, end of the um, awful period one. when Kojak went straight into Match of the Day and they, they got the ball mixed up. And so <laughs> Kojak got his head kicked in. That oh, was the... that's right. <laughs> yeah. And quite often, if the football spilled over, they used to do the halftime free, free kick into Parkinson. And you'd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to interview the referee. And it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd have to interview the ball. Yeah. Nothing. And Duncan Goodhue would be the guest and he'd come out with a lollipop saying, who loves yeah. your baby? It was... <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> Stuck up his ass. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, well, that was a big feature of those shows, wasn't it? Everyone at the end got stuck up his ass. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you had to spot the ball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that was your BBC One. On BBC Two, programmes bro- programs began in 90, on the Saturday 25th of October at 1975 at 2.40pm. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh. And um, it was um, sport. It was, it was grandstand again until the money programme at five past five, which is what you've been which is what you would have been watching if you weren't watching Doctor Who. I, f- I forgot yeah. there were two... T- Grandstand was on two channels. I remember that now. It's, exactly. It's yeah. insane. Horrible times. <laughs> the Money Programme, and the Radio Times uh, has this write-up for it. The Money Programme. May I speak to the manager? 
<laughs> wow. I don't know what, what about. And then there was a load of old boring guff all on BBC Two up until yeah. five past 11 with yeah. Open Door. Tonight we ask the question, what is a playgroup? Who are the people <laughs> behind it? What is their agenda? <laughs> Good question. All legit questions. Yeah. What's their agenda? I don't know. Let kids play. <laughs> and then that was followed by Midnight Movie, The Wild Boys of the Road. Dorothy Coonan, who played Sally, was only 19. I was several times married and 17 years her senior, yet that little freckle-faced devil housebroke me. What? That's what it's, I know, that's it, what it says. Is that the plot of the film, or is that... Is I think that... it's the director maybe talking... I don't know. It it's, does. It, unfortunately, Jeremy, there's no, there's no... fucking sense that comes with no. the BBC uh, Radio Times genome. No context. You look at it. No. no, that's what they wrote. <clears throat> Sounds like a fritz. So that what was going on. <laughs> BBC One and BBC Two. But why would you be watching anything else? <laughs> yeah. No. When you can no. be watching well, that, that was Exactly, sorry, that was my oh, That was implicit in the thing was me going yeah, When yeah. such reveries, when such Treats were in store yeah. Well, quite, I mean, to, to be honest I, I knew this anyway, but this Doctor Who Was definitely the best thing on telly that day Oh yeah, surely mm. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt mm. So especially, Jeremy, do, do, you wanna, do you want to gently guide us By our collective hands through this oh, I love this, I love this story so much It might mm. be Might be my favourite story Mm. Really? It might not be, actually, thinking about it. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's, let's so, see, by the end of this, maybe we'll either exactly, change yeah. your mind or reaffirmed it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing's perfect, is it? Nothing's perfect in this life. Yeah. <laughs> Least of all Doctor Who. But this is, I mean, this is literally, this is the peak of Tom Baker with Sarah, I think. Yeah. Yes, it really is. Mm. Sarah it's, is genuinely stunning in this. She's amazing. Yeah. This yeah, is the she's peak. Brilliant. This is also the peak of Robert Holmes with being the script editor and Philip Hinchcliffe as the producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the peak of the, you know, literally, it's right in the middle. It's when they absolutely know what they're doing. The entire cast, I would say, fantastic. Yeah, yeah so, genuinely. So, I mean, there's, you, there's an argument for saying this is the best, this is the peak of Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who as yeah. a whole. There's an argument for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Shall we argue about argue, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the argument is, it fucking is! <laughs> All right. End of! Done. Finished. No, I, I've, I've got... I was a bit young. I had tiny memories of it, possibly. Mm. But I can't... You know how memories get perverted and... and you know, Especially <laughs> as you get older, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mainly it was one of the first VHSs they, they released. Um, right. One of the early mm-hmm. ones, anyway, without the cliffhangers. Which is a shame because two of the cliffhangers are amazing. Certainly, they are. Yeah, um, yeah, genuine cliffhangers as well. But yeah. so I, so I got to know it in the mid eighties properly over and over again, and you know, it's, yeah, it's, I hadn't watched it again until the other day, and it's still so good. It is. It's amazing. We were, we were, we were WhatsApping between us, going, <clears throat> "Oh, this is just brilliant. This is yes. faultless. So good." But, Apart from some of part four, but let's not talk about that yet. Well, yeah, that's yeah. No, okay. let, let's start on part one because we open on Professor Scarman, <coughs> who's um, entering, who's entering his Airbnb. <laughs> First of all, I just want to talk briefly about the titles. Because obviously, it's the Time Tunnel, which is oh, of course, classic. stunning, my favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's brilliant. Although, uh, what's always bothered me, even at the time, is the the light on the top of the TARDIS in the titles it looks like a sort of Lego. It's, it looks like a, a blue it's strange, thumb. It's isn't it? Yeah. 
It's not at all like it ever is in the real thing. It's a weird. Actually, actually <laughs> Tom, did you say that the Pertwee one, they call it him waiting for a bus? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's my favourite. Yes, no, JP I know. waiting yeah. for a bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is definitely <laughs> this era. I mean, you include Lake Pertwee in that as well. Yeah, I love yes. the title. T- time tunnel is fantastic, yeah. amazing. Before they replaced it with that, that weird Polaroid of Tom Baker taken, sort of just as he was coming out of the bogs, and he looks yeah. really shocked. He looks absolutely this is like, livid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks so that, handsome in this picture, doesn't he? he looks amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. That 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 image that they used of Tom instead of the um, instead of the TARDIS and the time tunnel and the logo when he, where he sort of superimposed, sort of floats through. It looks mm. like this. Exactly Exact same shot they used in this. It looks like the bit where he's coming through the time. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. Mm. It and genuinely looks like that's the same shot. And mm-hmm. it's the thing is, like when I when I saw him on Keeper of Truck, and he was he was a scary figure. Even if you love Doctor <laughs> Who, he himself no, is terrifying. Mm. He's a massive I mean, the f- bloke, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's also, his eye, his, 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 both his, his eyes. eyes are as like nine foot each, <laughs> <laughs> and then his he's eyes got are more... like nine feet. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got he's got he's got nine foot worth of eyes and feet yeah. somehow, and also he's got more teeth in his mouth than any know, human yeah. should ever have. And, and then some of them are yellow, some of them are cream, and some of them are white. And, when and then possessed. he opens them, and he's either crying or laughing or doing both while still while still grinning at you. It's yeah. just so. Oh. Yeah, I know. He's and when he's, possess- when he's possessed later, when he's possessed later in the story, he looks so scary. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He, we were yeah. saying he's the only doctor I, I, only doctor genuinely who could convey pain. Oh, he's <laughs> who looks like he's genuinely in pain when well, it's often it's ahead just a, a green light. Yeah. Hang on, Helen. Colin Baker would... wants to have a word with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would also oh, say yeah. about the titles, just as the final thing is, and this might be heresy for me. The diamond logo is the definitive Doctor Who logo. Mm. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I don't think that's heresy at all. I think that's common bloody sense. Beautiful. I I agree with you. Some people do argue that it was a default 70s logo, because if you look at the logos for Jim Will Fix It and the Generation Mm. Game, they're They're all all basically the same. Mm. But... but, but, That's absolutely true, Jeremy. If you look at the uh, beginning title sequence, the Deep Throat, same thing. (laughs) Yes, all right. <laughs> but, you know, when you talk about doctors that are unable to convey pain, I mean, when Colin Baker's offered carrot juice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a man. It's mainly, it's mainly acid reflux with him. Yeah, I think so. Really? <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, anyway. so come on, we, we, need, we need to throw ourselves into episode one. Yes, let's go into yes. episode one. So opens with stock footage of quite shitty-looking pyramids, to be honest. <laughs> In fact, they're, right. they're, the only, they're the only pyramids we see in the whole thing. It's called yeah. Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. There's, only, mm-hmm. there's only one pyramid on Mars, which we never see anyway. Mm. No. So, yeah. mis- slightly misleading title, but who cares? It's a brilliant title. Oh, mm. God, I hate this fucking program. It's <laughs> 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 little sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Marcus Scarman is um, breaking into uh, Sutex 2. And it's I hate so to um, bring down the tone immediately, but mm. has anyone seen that video of that paedophile lip-syncing to Pretty Woman? No, no, Tom, no, no, we haven't. (laughs) What are you talking about? Which paedophile? You're going to have to... (laughs) So there's this video that went online of this guy who looks like a clown, like just your sort of archetypal paedophile, and he's lip-syncing to Pretty Woman, and he is a convicted, that is is part of it, we're going to get sued. It's part of his shtick. On his spotlight CV as a skill. Um, um, He looks exactly like Marcus Scarman. And this won't mean anything now to anyone, but I I had to say it and I had to get it out of my brain and maybe some a wheezing pod fan will agree with me on this. Well, don't don't Google paedophile pretty woman, will you? (laughs) Whatever you do. I know Scarman from... um, Do you remember... Has anyone ever seen Norbert Smith, A Life? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Is he in yes. that? He's in the um, no, he's, he's in not, the no. wild geese piss take dogs of. Oh, death. is he? <laughs> he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's, yeah. is it Bernard Archer. Is that? His yeah, name? he's also in the um, terrible uh, Canon film King Solomon's Mines with Richard Chamberlain. Oh really? Oh. He plays Sharon Stone's father. Fucking <laughs> hell! He, he played Sharon Stone. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, he's uncrossed, brilliant. Uncrossed his legs and uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and he is. He's amazing in this. But again, yeah. he he looks terrifying even before. He again, does. even before he's, he's <laughs> possessed. <laughs> and when he is possessed, he's basically demon headmaster, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yes. He looks, yes. When he's possessed, yeah, yeah. he looks like he's dipped his face in trifle. But he's he's <laughs> he's amazing throughout the whole thing. Yeah. They've genuinely managed to sort of like. I don't know what they, whether they've just blown pepper in his eyes because he's got like, <laughs> he's got genuinely like horribly red eyes and this, that's not a contact lens. I don't know what they did. Like, do you mind if we just put some Ribena in your eyes? <laughs> it's just, it's just Sorry, Bernard, Bernard, I'm just going to poke you in the eyes. Just stand still. Don't worry. <laughs> still. Come on, it's character development. Come well, on. if you think it's wrong, you fucker. <laughs> it's very good makeup. Well, we didn't put makeup on him. He just was in the way while Tom was breathing. <laughs> oh there you go yeah yeah he got a full 30% breath <laughs> oh christ oh boy so anyway and then he, yeah. so he's, the extras or well, one of the one of the um, one of his helpers mm. gets a bit panicked by the fact that they've arrived in Sutex tomb yeah yeah and, and they, mm. they run off I love the way I don't know if you noticed the extras don't look panicked at all no they don't <laughs> They, they, they walk very slowly up yeah, some one, wooden one stairs. Of them, one of them literally just drops the spade. Just throw, oh, don't need that anymore. Mm. <laughs> I'm not paid to I carry this one out. Mark, yeah. Mark, I just might give it to the wife for Christmas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently he's That's... unleashing Sutek. Oh, well. Oh. Yeah, oh, well. 
Anyway, 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 that's lunch. (laughs) (laughs) This story begins in the same way that The Exorcist does, right? Because I always forget there's a bit at the start of The Exorcist where that's set in Egypt as well. Like, Mm. yeah, yeah. it's it's in Iraq. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's Tyrak. It's next to (laughs) Tyrak. That ends in sock shop. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> the, the, the music here is, is amazing. I think yeah. this is, again, talking of peak Doctor Who, this is peak Doctor Who. Music Simpson. throughout mm. all of this is stunning, isn't it? It's all, so all doomy. It's so scary. Yeah, it's it's so well done. marries completely with the, with the images. It's not one of those, you know, drawing you out of the action at all. It goes should, with it. And and makes it. We should also say, sorry, everybody listening, while we talk about music, Jeremy, did sorry, I Sorry, everybody listening. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's about I time we work. officially said thank you for doing thank this. You. <laughs> it's quite all right. Hmm. I, thank I, you, every, Jeremy. Every time I listen to it, I think there's something I did wrong, which is annoying. I might do a new one next year. Oh, that? please. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, do an 80s version. How, how <laughs> dare you? How <laughs> dare you change version. our show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that would be lovely. What, thank you. What, mm. what I genuinely love in episode one when we mm. get when we get the opener in the tomb and um, mm. Scarman finds the glory hole yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah. it, it cuts back to the TARDIS and there's a beautiful bit where... Um, yeah. Where the TARDIS lands and they both do a little jolting bump. I know, like I just a, noticed yeah. that. The camera Isn't does that, that as well. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Like so a sort of boom, we've arrived. Like the camera saying, Yes, you are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen that before in any other Who. It's a really, I wish they did that all the time. It's a really they beautiful thing. do that occasionally. But it, I mean, it sort of doesn't make sense, but it's nice, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but, but then it, t- the TARDIS spinning in space, which we see here, mm. that doesn't really make sense. No. <laughs> no. Well, well, that's fine. That? It also, is fine. It, You're absolutely right. It's fine. When it cuts to Tom, he's having a real crisis. I know. He's yes. having a midlife time lord crisis. Midlife time lord crisis. He it's buys a over. Ferrari. <laughs> he, does, he does coke off some tits. <laughs> and then that, um, that's the cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I, this uh, TARDIS interior is gorgeous, isn't yep. it? It's oh, such it's a beautiful mm-hmm. interior. It's probably one of my, my absolute favourites. I think. Yeah. Me too. I, um, I, I weirdly I like the TARDIS when it's brightly lit and, and looks studio bound because it looks more like a safe haven me too when it mm. goes all we've had this conversation before but when at uh, some point during tom's era it goes wood panelled and dark yes yes <laughs> i don't like it well i know what you mean it, it's mm. it goes with the era but at the mm. same time as i say this is the peak of it and, and where you contrast the technical wizardry of the mm. classic console mm-hmm. room with the gothic nature being outside the tardis i think it might be more a better contrast. The bright white yeah. expanse it lends to the fact yeah. that it's, it's, it's endless space. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's it's also the wood panel. There's also the amazing mm. the, the amazing thing that they do in this particular Tom Baker episode and a few more is when the TARDIS doors open, the big massive sort of hexagonal thing, <laughs> and you're trying to see it from the viewpoint of being outside the TARDIS going. I know. Am, am I am I, seeing, <laughs> am I just seeing two blue doors made of wood open or, or not? What am I yeah, seeing? But I genuinely love the way the doors opened in this. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. When it's they, brilliant. It's 1980. Yeah. Yeah. For New Who, they must have gone like, um, like when they had the idea of just having the same doors on the inside and the outside, that yeah. saved everyone such a headache, didn't it? It's such a clever idea compared to the weird, massive doors that they've had. I know. It, yeah. Which well, they only occasionally used to match up. But it's, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, the, the seeing the inside of the TARDIS doors from the inside, as it were. Is mm-hmm. from the movies, isn't it? It's yes, it is. Yeah, Peter, Peter Cushing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the yeah. in the new who, but no they, sugar puffs adverts. 
No, yeah. not, not, not quite so many. No, no. no. But in the new Who, there's a sort of idea that as soon as the TARDIS doors open, there's an area to sort of hang up your coat and wipe your feet. Yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Only and Horses. Before you get into yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before they change the Only Fools and Horses console room. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when Grandad regenerated. That's yeah. right, it's for Uncle Albert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Uncle Albert's a Time Lord. <laughs> when I was in the Time Wars. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> What Shut is John up. Hurt? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, look, look, I we, we barely got assistance. Look, look, we, <laughs> we barely done three minutes of the first episode. No, 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 we're <laughs> half an hour in, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, right. so the t- first TARDIS scene is brilliant. Sarah brilliant. Is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. She's, she's amazing. Uh, she's, she's amazing. She yeah. also, I don't know if you noticed, she's got amazing knowledge in this story about many different things, which... You know, yes, she does. Explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's, maybe, she, maybe she's just as a, a genius because she she's required to know at certain parts of the story certain things, which helps it along a little bit. Yeah, but I'm mm, presuming. You know I mean? I'm, but I'm presuming she's sort of clued up now, just a bit from just verbatim from hanging around the Doctor. I like the yeah. fact that occasionally she sort of like goes, "No, you're wrong," and then she goes into panic, oh, and then she, she's vulnerable, yeah. and then she's mm. and then she's fucking Andy at one point, and that's even better. Oh yeah, exactly. She, she, yeah, that's one of the things she knows incredibly she's is how brilliant. to fucking load and shoot a rifle. <laughs> so she we know that, that the TARDIS lands in Ghastly Grange. Yes. Yes. And Sarah, <laughs> luckily, is wearing Victoria's cl- dress. Yes. yes. Luckily. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if she. I don't know. She if, found if, a if it was a ghetto something. blaster. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Put it away, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you wearing a see through hammock? <laughs> but we missed the bit where the face of Sutek appears in the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, only Sarah and, sees it. I know. And she do, I love the fact she doesn't scream either. She just. Exactly. Of, yes. Just, but also, the face looks like Jimmy Nail, I'd put down. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, it does. Yeah. But also, he says, nothing can enter the TARDIS. You're lying. For, <laughs> yeah. Except for Jimmy Nail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, but loads of things that after subsequently do enter the TARDIS, like oh yeah, White, White in, Guardian, um, Catherine in time Tate. Lash. Yeah, <laughs> time lash. That woman spins through the TARDIS that's while she's right, changing right, the time yeah. lash. There's, yeah. a, there's an advert for a circus at one point. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> and also, also in the later years, um, things that tend to enter the TARDIS is really fucking appalling scripts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to get through without. A I problem. think a few of them had a few of them had gone through earlier on in the series. Yeah. Also, uh, the keepers of tracking doesn't that old man? He, d- he does. Yeah, he appears. Excuse me. Excuse me. I've got <laughs> I've got a have... muck to get running run along. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I have um, f- about fifteen ounces of tongue? Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, <laughs> a, a bit of corned beef. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Am I, am I cutting in? Oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. they they do they arrive in 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 costume seventies costume drama. Gussie Grange. Oh, yes. Yeah. Unit yeah, HQ. Exactly, and Sarah, oh. uh, another thing she knows is that the old Priory was burnt down. Mm. Yes, yeah. of course. Just, I mean, would you know that? Maybe you would, I don't know. By Jamie Thigston. <laughs> <laughs> and, then we, and then we meet Dr. Warlock, the local village, <laughs> the local village racist. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's terrific. I know who you are. Although, having said that, because just before that, we meet um, Ibrahim Namin. 
Ah. He's playing, e- playing evil organ music. Yeah. He looks like Rodney Bewes. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a He's swarthy... as Egyptian as Rodney Bewes. Oh, don't, yeah. tell, don't tell me the store of the pharaohs. I'm hiding t- until I find out. Please, <laughs> please welcome onto the set the carny Rodney Bewes. Carnax <laughs> loaded Hello. out. Hello. And James Bolam as Sil. <laughs> <laughs> Still in my pocket. <laughs> well, have you done? Have you done Resurrection of the Daleks yet? No, not no, yet. No. no, the one with Rodney Bewes in. Oh, no. Well, I've got in my back pocket a great Resurrection of the Daleks story, which is that it stars uh, my ex plumber. So I've got that in my back pocket. Oh, wow. Davros, yeah. da- exactly. I like well, the fact well, that they have, your... all, the, all the Daleks have got. Plungers, haven't Plungers. they? Plungers. <laughs> very, very true. I like, I like the fact, uh, Tom, that you had a, a thing with your plumber and now he's your ex-plumber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never it's a, bad, it's a bad breakup. A torrid, yeah. a torrid love affair over a bulk a... duck that went horribly wrong. <laughs> it was a bad, very bad blockage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> From all parties. Um, anyway, so we we meet a cavalcade of, of lovely character actors from um, from you know yeah, the, uh, the local poacher is brilliant as well. He's mm. fantastic. He's so good. But the, did you notice the silly old butler? Um, <laughs> yes, he was in a yellow pages advert. Do you remember the do you remember oh, the yellow he? pages advert? Do you remember the gardener who looks like the garden's getting a bit too much for him? Oh no, yeah, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> he was about to get the sack. And all oh, he did was that's right, because his wife hired a hitman and shot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he got and killed that, by a mummy. And at yeah. the end of the advert, yeah. he goes, Oh, you do? Oh, my name? A silly old butler. But he's sort, of, he's sort of sort of got the same role in this. Is it wouldn't be stained, but uh, situations aren't easy to find at mine. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll happily stay in Ghastly Grange, full of its death yeah. and fucking mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Egyptian god. It's just possible you can save my life. <laughs> <laughs> just landed. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees the mummies walk past. Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> Right, now, I, then, I, 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 I must say, we've now gone eight minutes into the first episode. Great. Okay, so, so let's, let's hmm. speed up a bit. Yeah. Come on. Well, it's let's worth just... saying that Namin is also, he's wearing, uh, it's a throw forward to New Who, because, of course, Fez is a cool. Fez oh, is yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wonder, because is... he keeps playing the organ, is the organ music part of Sutek's plot? Uh, I don't know, it seems a bit vague, doesn't it, the whole, um, I'm going to do some every sort, every sort of, you get a sort of... Uh, gothic opera. With oh, with yeah. Egypt, I don't quite. Understand also, every so often you bit. get a little sort of message alert on the organ every so often, don't you? Mm. Yes. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's let's, true. Let's, uh, mm. So, so the doctor get caught by um, the butler, but he sends them off out 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 the house. You yeah. know, do you mm. know? Do you all know this is Mick Jagger's house? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, read, yeah. I read this this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Please allow me to introduce myself. Just we're fil- <laughs> Mick, we, we are filming. We are filming. humans. This is this the mummy in the garden? Under my mum. What you? What are you talking about? <laughs> talking about Jagger. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. There's an amazing, there's an amazing bit where Tom Baker and I know it's it's sort of reminded me prevalent of, of sort of what's going on recently. There's a bit where Tom leans on the like kneels on him like he's choking him. It's a bit like what calls the Black Lives Matter oh, thing God, to happen. Really? On, on yeah. who? On the guy on with Sarah. the fez? No, not on oh, Sarah. Really? <laughs> he's sort of, he's sort of Tom Pertwee. 
Yes, exactly. He, he was trying him, to get some suitex. He literally, he, he literally leaps on him and sort of sticks his oh, knee right, on yeah. his windpipe. It's like, what's going oh, on? God. Oh. That's a bit. Is that where, he sh- where Namine shoots Doctor Warlock? Yes. Is, there, is there that? Yeah. yeah. That's that's sort of quite confusing. That bit anyway, because the Doctor and Sarah rescue the the Doctor Warlock. That is. But mm-hmm. you don't yeah. quite see it. You only see his feet rushing past, and you, and you don't realise that I, every time no. I watch it, I think, well, what about Dr. Warlock? And then suddenly he's in the next scene. Also, yeah. Do- that really Dr. Weird Warlock bit? is an, an amazing name. Dr. Warlock. <laughs> Just in case it wasn't gothic enough. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But there's that weird bit where, they, where Tom escapes with Warlock, carrying him like a damsel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the camera does this really eerie close-up of Warlock's hat, and I thought, Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes dum oh, dum yes. da. You're like, oh, that hat will be important. He's dropped his hat. Yep, no, yeah, and it's not. It's not that important. Mm. No, it's no. Not no, but there's an amazing bit uh, where, where the Egyptian, where the Egyptian guy's got a gun and he's sort of like following them. And there's a bit where he mm. sees the hat and he picks it up to check if to check if he's underneath. Yeah, he might be underneath. <laughs> he, he might have buried be himself and just had his head sticking out like Victor Meldrew. Yeah, put his hat on. Oh, you found me. Well done. The mummies. <laughs> we should also talk about how brilliant the mummies look. They look genuinely oh, yes. brilliant. They're they so do. good. Such good subtle design, isn't it? But mm. they're really distinctive. Well, it's because yeah. you know that they're not mummies. Because you know that because they've got that weird con- concave or convex... can't remember they which one is which. Weird sort of... This weird sort of concave convex chest. And, and you know that their heads have got, like, obviously robotic gubbins underneath. Uh, mm. br- There's something br- amazing about them. Yeah. yeah, and the fact they're so relentless as well. Yeah, like, it's brilliant. Like, mm. Is it Oddbod or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know screaming. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in or- fact, the first time when they're, when they're hunting them, and they both, Sarah and the Doctor and Warlock, have to hide in that tree root. And it's yeah. just, it's, like, it's exactly like in Lord of the Rings. Exactly the same. Yeah, I was thinking that Exactly the same scene. They're hiding underneath a tree, uh, under tree roots because <clears throat> of beefcake mummies. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're quite, I mean, these mummies have got quite impressive um, breasts. They have, honest. haven't they? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're so real mummies. So basically, the yeah. doctors appear. There's lots of to and froing between um, the three main yes. characters. There's lots of running around the woods. The mummies are sort of hunting them all down. And then mm. we finally yeah. get to meet Mr. Bronson again. Mr. Bronson. Mr. Bronson. Yes. He's, playing, he's playing a goodie as well, which is lovely. brother. Yeah, and he's so he's so brilliant in this as well. He's mm. such a sympathetic he's character. He's brilliant in it. Yeah, I yeah. defy anybody to be as excited and happy as the scene where Tom brings him into the TARDIS and shows him. Oh, I love him. that. And oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Does it mean it's I got s- this? And he goes, yes. Again, things by that's right, a chap, Mr. Wells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean he's, he's from now Time a Lash? <laughs> from that shit one in a few years time. <laughs> but, but, but they meet um, they meet Mr. Bronson and they sort of panic shuffle around the woods a bit and they go to the lodge and uh, yes. Mr. Bronson and his brother I presume he lives there with his brother I'm just not, not entirely well, I was sure gonna, I was going to wonder about this because mm. he seems to live in the lodge anyway two bachelor li- boys living together yeah. in yeah. the lodge but I wonder if they fell out. Or yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But all I know <laughs> is that the lodge. You... Yeah, I, I, just I, a I expect they did with the how low his trousers are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I but see. Sorry, sorry. On the on, on the mantle on the mantelpiece of the lodge is a beautiful <laughs> ceramic dog collection, and then some yeah. light weaponry. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. And there's yeah. a fox as well. That fox must be going at some speed when it hit that wall. That's all I was saying. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to sell any ice creams going to that. 
what also what also happens in this scene is that Sarah screws up unit dating. She yes. does. By, yes, by, of by course. Saying, by saying she's from 1980. Oh. It's so annoying if, she, if, if they just waited or she hadn't said that. Or, <laughs> you know, because unit is just about to leave the programme anyway for, for mm. a few years. Yeah. So it's in the rearview mirror, but she has to go and fuck it up. Because mm. 1980 is officially three years after the brigadier retired, even though <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Even she'd just seen him in Zygons <laughs> two Zygons. stories earlier. <laughs> and of course, what? <laughs> and he, he takes us to that wasteland as well and says, "This is what 1980 will look like." And of course, yeah. that's wrong because it's what 2020 looks like. So you sort of exactly, go, "Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. narrow there." He, he doesn't say where in 1980. You know, could have been a storm in Arizona or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is this is this. I mean, the, the whole. I should credit Robert Holmes because the dialogue. I think almost all the way through is absolutely. It's genuinely things. brilliant, isn't brilliant. it? Brilliant. Well, I was going to brilliant. ask about this because it says the TV credit says it's written by Stephen Harris. Yeah. And when you look just... on Wikipedia, it says Stephen Harris in speech marks, and it says written by Robert yeah. Holmes and Louis Griffer. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it basically is Robert Holmes because Louis Griffer or Griffer wrote yeah. a. Wrote a thing which was unworkable, apparently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with these unworkable scripts because mm. there are a few in New Who as well. Where like, <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. um, Stephen yeah. Fry's one. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to read them so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he wrote some, and they were so bad they didn't make them. I think it was so expensive. Was the um, yeah, was the, yeah, was that and what I think described it as <laughs> teeth and claw. I think was a different script, and then yes, uh, Russell exactly. Davis was like, "Well, I have to rewrite this completely." I'd love to read that script. From what I remember, which isn't much, I think the Lewis, Lewis Greifer original was maybe set in the British Museum or something. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, I think this is basically yeah. 90%. I think you are wrong, Jeremy. They were set in B-Gems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. B-Gems. <laughs> that's B-gems. why mummies went to Iceland. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, must hey. Get, we must get to the end of this fucking first episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, just a couple of things that Sarah does, which I love. When, Go on. When, yeah. she says she, when she says she's from 1980 and talks about the TARDIS, Mr. Bronson yeah. go, goes, well, that's preposterous. And she just goes, yes, yeah. sorry. Mm. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's Doctor Who, sorry. Yeah. And, and the Doctor does some sort of mild-mannered sort of cock-blocking to um, Scarman's brother, Mr. Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, this thing can do this. He's like, well, yes, mate, I'm a lot better than you. <laughs> but it's done well, really gently and really lovely. It is, and I, I love the fact that he's sort of proud of it, even though it's just spinning round. Exactly. Look at that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then why, does, why can't he switch it off when there's a signal? I don't quite understand. Well, I think it's because Sutek's mind occasionally sort of like um, but it's, invades. But it's mind. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, so. no. And again, they, they, cut, they cut away just as it's about to not make sense as well. Yeah. <laughs> they get this message mm. of... Whatever it is, beware Sutek or whatever. Yes, and then suddenly, suddenly, Egyptian Bob is summoning Sutek, isn't he? That's the Mm. big cliffhanger at at the end, where where they summon. About to break when the doctor's breaking the code, though he says, he just about says E is the most common letter. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 means it's in English. (laughs) (laughs) I think I went to Oxford with him. No, hang on. Of course, I'm for the except after soup. Exactly. The most common meal in Egypt, of course, is fish and chips. So. <laughs> <laughs> what to do with that? 
but I, but I but I love it ends play it backwards. It it, it genuinely it genuinely ends with a proper cliffhanger. They, they're, oh, it's yeah. a brilliant! I love this cliffhanger be, because you think that Sutek is being summoned, and and why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? And then it turns yeah. out as we start episode two, it's the servant of Sutek. It's poor yeah. poor old Professor Susan. Scarman, but he turns yeah. up. He turns up like it's like stars in your eyes. Tonight, my friend, <laughs> I'm going to be Susie Quattro. Dun, 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 dun. But it's a brilliant, brilliant first episode ending. Oh. And he looks amazing. You only see him for a couple of seconds, but that, that he looks like, I've written out, he looks like the Solway Firth Spaceman in a Matrix coat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He really does. And when, and when we begin... It's incredible. It's yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's actually better than Sutek. When we finally yeah. get to see Sutek. It sort, it sort yeah. of is. But I think it's Sutek's voice as well, as in, yes. I am the servant of Sutek. He yeah. needs no he's other. No I'm, other. Sure that's, I'm sure that's Gabriel Wolf. Yeah, he's got a great yeah. voice, hasn't he? He's amazing, yeah. He's I love good. the idea, because that's the first thing you hear. It, uh, well, it, um, it, Sutek destroys poor old Egyptian Bob via hot-steamed... Yeah. Mm. Um, hot, hot massage. Hot <laughs> massage. Via hot massage stones. And then goes, yeah. I, I am the servant of Sutek, which immediately just made me think of, are you being served Sutek? Which is just brilliant. First floor, hieroglyphs, mummies, and sarcophagi. Canopic jars. Sutek, haberdashery, tardis, and priest hose going up. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So that's part um, one, at least we got to the end of part, part one. Part one done. So mm. part two, mm-hmm. he's the servant of Sutek. Lovely, yeah. lovely. He lovely. changes into OG Marcus. Uh, he sort of transforms into him, doesn't he? Yeah. That's oh, funny. He the rest of the thing. He that's, looks great. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I got a weird question. Well, I mean, you probably shouldn't examine these things too much. but No. But... If the fire had already happened in their timeline, it must mean that this has already happened to the Doctor. Timey-wimey, Jeremy, as well as you know. To be fair, the first fire was uh, Sutek leaving a fag on when he went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just helping The cause of so many fires, and he hadn't cleared the lint out of his dryer. Yeah, exactly. It was just a a wayward cheroot that just got out of (laughs) hand. Because the Doctor says things like, there's something seriously wrong with time. And, but mm. is, is there? I mean, what, what's wrong with time? This is what happens. Well, so, well, here's the other thing: the doctor seems to immediately know who Sutek yes, is. Yes, he knows there's something. Yeah. He knows he immediately know that he's a malevolent mm. thing, and I'm presuming mm-hmm. he's not an Egypt, a genuine Egyptian uh, god or malevolent thing. He just happens to maybe take that form well, he, the, of the time. I'm not mm. sure, but he, but well, the no, doctor immediately is, knows that he is like something that is the worst thing of the worst. Yes, that's the thing. Is, yeah. it's the scariest thing he's ever come across. Ever come across? So, he says he's mentioned he mentioned many times. That. Yeah, worse, worse than Omega and Azal and yeah, Daleks. exactly. There's a bit and where he looks at. Was... There's a bit where he looks at the camera and goes, "I shit myself." Yeah. That's how <laughs> he says. Oh, Sue texts you, sir. Yeah. If yeah. I <laughs> If only Kojak were here. <laughs> 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 um, it's amazing so, to think that John Pertwee was killed by a big spider. Above, yes. But that's the one thing that John Pertwee was afraid of, was a massive spider. And yet, yeah. but, you know, obviously this is like an Egyptian god, which makes a bit more sense, I'll be honest. Mm. Mm. But he does, and he also says at one point that even the Time Lords couldn't help with, with Sutek. Yes, exactly. So mm. that's what makes it such a big deal, because he says even we couldn't all do it collectively. And you're like, yeah. fuck me, this is like a major, <laughs> but they make, a major but they make such evil a, presence. But they mm. make such a big deal of it that I'm not quite convinced by the resolution, but we'll come on to no, that. No, that's fine. Also, okay. if fine. I was the Doctor, I wouldn't keep banging on about time and all that, because 
you can just get in your TARDIS and go back half an hour. That's exactly. True. Because, I mean, we don't want to highlight that. No, but, it, <laughs> but it's, it's true, though, because why is he in 1911 in the first place? Yeah. You, well, yeah, but then... Right at the end, when he's got two minutes to get back from Mars, well, you add on another one. But again, right. once, you, yeah. once you apply that thinking, it's like, it's like the original Superman I know, film. It's I know, like, once you I can know, fly yeah. around the world in reverse time, why don't you I do know. that every fucking single yeah. time? <laughs> so if the Doctor applied that, right. well, if I just you, go back half an hour, I don't have to do that fucking scene with Adric. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We shouldn't, exa- especially when it's no. done with such style. That this no, is. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, I just mean that they shouldn't highlight that. No, they do. and in fact, I don't understand why the, the, the tunnel, apart from the resolution, why it's a space-time tunnel that Sudek no. has, because it's only really going... It's only really a teleport, really. Yeah, but it's also it's also an eternal, but it's also an eternal time corridor as well. Just in case, yes, for the, yes. For, the yeah. for the ending to work. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, for the script but to bed in. How does how do, you know when he sets it off? This is back to part two. When the mm-hmm. doctor sets off, a tra- there's a trap that happens in the sarcophagus. Yes, and he mm-hmm. somehow gets. He's, does he chuck his watch at it? I can't quite work out what happens. Yeah, he I gets, couldn't either. I'm not sure what's going on there. No, no, well, never mind. I thought he threw <laughs> his. I thought he threw some jelly babies in, so I'm not entirely sure either. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it could be lots of jelly babies coming out because it looks a bit like that. Yeah, it? it's multicolored. Oh, that's multi-colored true. Little... Yeah, it's very fun. What I love yeah. about episode two is is um is the lovely groundskeeper, the poacher. Oh yeah, who's yeah. who's having a little mini adventure of his own, trying to escape. <laughs> With his, with his, with his, you know, brace of pheasants, and he, he does, yeah. he does really good invisible wall acting. Mm. He, do, he, he does, does actually. he genuinely kind of does. I think the the effect where the stick bounces off the force is brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, genuinely yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah. and it's just, and I'm hoping that he's maybe um, grounds groundskeeper Ted, so maybe the head of the household is Rolf, so we could just get. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, Ted, do you like Egyptian baths? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I wouldn't know about that, sir. <laughs> Fred, he's come to bring the gef- gift of death to all, all mankind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't so know about that, that, sir. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> but his little, his little arc is brilliant. Yes, it is. But he, mm-hmm. he literally, he exists only to get killed, to be honest. Mm. Yes. Yeah. As does pretty much everyone, everyone in this yeah, story, it's, right? It's, 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 it's 100% wipeout for this story. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Because yeah. Dr. Warlock gets killed quite soon into the episode. Yeah. Which, which is how the poacher gets drawn into it, isn't it, really? Yes. But, but um, so, so we're in episodes one and two. And at the moment, here's, here's the thing, because as, as well we all know, there's a lot of redundant running around corridors and going back and oh, forth yeah. to the same places. Yeah. But this doesn't feel like it at all. Everything feels invested. Everything is it driving does. a plot. Yeah. Everything is yeah. constantly peril, peril. I like the fact that between the Doctor and Sarah and between Sutek and the servant, you've got other people dealing with it. The fact that there's this sort of dome that's been thrown over the uh, ghastly grange but, and the yeah. that's and so the smart isn't it because the it mummies are walking around yeah it contains yeah, the it action but it but it's always it's always driving the action there's no redundant yeah. nonsense in it whereas you get a lot of redundant nonsense in so much who with oh, five yeah. minutes of watching someone blundering around a corridor and then they have an ice cream at the end and that's <laughs> somehow you're supposed to be terrified you're like but everything in this yeah. is for a reason it does you, genuinely you know, work they, they do go back and forth between the house and the lodge quite a lot. But, but I all, don't mind that. I don't, no, I don't, exactly. yeah, I don't mind that. For a reason. Yeah. Because it's also, it looks great. Like the woods in between them that they always sort of traverse look yeah. amazing. And like, this one hasn't been released on Blu-ray, but I cannot wait because no. I think because that's all 
film. It will look amazing. I think. It was because mm. I was. I've just been watching the uh, season ten Blu-rays, right? Mm. And then and then I went on to watch an old DVD, an old, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a relatively old DVD mm. of this, and it looked so grimy and grotty that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely right. What I used to think of the amazing quality of DVD is now, yeah. now unacceptable. Yes. Even though, even though I first got it on a BBC Video VHS, which right. looked so smeary, you couldn't, couldn't even read the... <laughs> barely see what's going on. Read what the title was. Well, there, there's a lovely bit where they're running around, where, which we've slightly touched on, and this I think we need to slightly sort of just enjoy the whole... When, when the Doctor introduces... Some, introduces a foreign element into the TARDIS, whether it's a companion or just someone for this episode. Yeah. We, mm. There is that beautiful bit where um, Scarman's brother comes in and just yeah. how delightful Tom is with the whole, yes, it is, and isn't it yeah. brilliant? Whereas what they tend to do with the Doctor is him giving them short shrift. Yes, it is yeah. bigger than the inside bed, and there, fuck off, I hate yeah. you. But this is the first yeah. first time where he just, like, revels in the sort of joy it is, of it. Yeah. Like, aren't you, <laughs> yeah. aren't you lucky to be in this mania with me? Yeah. And it's which so I'm, well done. It's so well I'm done. Sure, I'm sure Russell T. Davis and Moffat learned from that. Yes, they should have. Yes, they should have done. Yeah, but even... Even with the Russell T, there's the whole doctor sort of mouthing it's bigger on the uh, in the inside. Well, I, that's what I mean. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're sort of trying to make it a, a feature, but this is, pro- is this the first time where the doctor is enjoying the... Yeah, the doctor the just allows someone allows someone to say the usual cliches and actually mm, revel in yeah. it and go, mm. yeah, it is, isn't it? And then, <laughs> and, then, and then Mr. Bronson goes, I know it's not Mr. Bronson, but he goes, can I have a look around? And the doctor goes, yeah, help, help yourself. Just mm, have, have a little right. wonder. That's love in that room. Not there! <laughs> but there must be a room in the TARDIS that's a bit like Partridge's drawer, but you can't yeah, go in there. <laughs> 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 oh, no, not there! Room with loads of pictures of Mr. Bronson all over it. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah. did you get these? I'm just your greatest fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I the, keep meeting you in different different stories. So there's mm. lots of running and leaping and jumping and getting away from things, and, and episode two ends brilliantly as well with like full mm. on yeah. mummy attack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and it's brilliant. really and also it's really well done. It's not like yeah, the is. usual where in Doctor Who where someone touches you on the clavicle and you fall down dead. <laughs> um, when the when the well, mummy when the mummies hit does... you, it looks like they're hitting you. Yes. Yeah. yeah you stay hit. Sarah does do a bit of a shitty fall, as, which is a, sort of a trademark in a way. Yeah, I know, I know. Very slowly oh, yeah. on. Sarah's also combined this with, it, with being incredulous, being angry, being panicky, and just sort of like being mm. normal. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. what's so brilliant, brilliant about Sarah J in, in, in this, yeah. is just how fucking normal she is about it all. Um, <laughs> I love all that. When she met um, when she met Rose in school reunion, yeah, they, they sort of had a, had a bitch off about what they've all. Yes, done. yes, who they yes. met. I was so I was so much on Sarah's side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Have we discussed the amazing shot, by the way, which is when the it's obvious it's obvious how it's done, but for the time where they reverse the footage and the oh, bullet leaves him, I, love uh, that. I think well, that's so good. Yes. But, but also, this, so the shot this goes on us, for quite a long time as well. Yeah, yeah. This brings us into episode three. So episode two, um, is Sarah J. Sarah J. is about to be strangled by a mummy, and then there's a genuinely yeah. brilliant fight that actually somehow makes sense, which is for Doctor mm-hmm, Who yeah. really interesting. 
sometimes yeah. it's like, uh, I just um, I, ju- I just well, take, tickled them on the chin and they fell down. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although the resolution, the resolution of the cliffhanger is slightly garbled. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mum, mummy hits the Marconi scope. And yes. Sarah fiddles with a ring or something, and then yes. they all. They but all that's the power game. ring that yeah. gra- that controls. Them. I know, I know, it does sort of work, but I think it sort of works. Occasionally, the direction. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, but, but I'll, very I'll so forgive it for that because it's no, sort absolutely. of, no, of course, sort of makes sense in its own way. And then we suddenly get this beautiful shot of the robots that have been told by Scarman to build the pyramid stage at Glastonbury, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is just it brilliant. It doesn't look like it would be a very good rocket, does it? The idea that, that, is, that somehow a sort of pyramid tent is somehow a rocket is just I know, genuinely It is a brilliant. tent as well. When you see it close up, it is a tent. It maybe is a tent. Get to maybe he said erotic. So, yeah. <laughs> I misheard him. Build me something body. erotic. Uh, but, again, uh, but again, the plot keeps sort of driving towards making mm. sense because no, they, right. they need to sort of destroy mm. that tent uh, the Doctor works out. And so the best way to get close yeah. enough is to dress up as a mummy. Which amazing. is, well, which is actually the, amazing. They first go to the poacher's shed, which is one of yes. my favourite Yes, oh, this brilliant. is genuinely brilliant. SJ and fucking TB doing beautiful mm. acting yeah. together. Just a but, wonderful but, scene, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. But I also want to draw to your attention how the Doctor treats Mr. Bronson, which is so brutal. But, yeah. But, but, mm. but I've told you, I, mean, I, I said, he just cock-blocks him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he well, doesn't... Does, there's no time to, for him to be sympathetic at all. It's, it's, no. The only, no. The only other Doctor who would do that would be Peter Capaldi, really. Yeah. Yes. One. I can imagine doing it. Everyone else would be a bit, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. The, the oh, maybe, maybe Colin Baker. Yeah, I wouldn't have had much time. Um, Colin Baker just is, kill him. If you're talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. His whole thing basically is, I know your brother's dead, but just fucking get on with it. Yeah, yeah. And when he, well, the thing, then, live a little. When he dies as well, he's, <laughs> when he dies as well, he's, oh well, let's get on. Yes, with exactly. Yeah, there's that proper sort well, of. Well, his like... arc is kind of. He can never accept that his brother has died. That's sort of his fatal flaw. Is that exactly. He's constantly like when it, and at the end that terrifying bit when he's like, Marcus, your hands, oh, and, no. and it's he can never let go of his brother, can he? And that's what kills no. him in the end. Is he doesn't and know. And, and that scene between the two of them is amazing as well. It's, it's so beautiful, and, and it's and it's so different well. than usual Doctor Who, which is just like henchmen get killed. Um, exactly, yeah. friend of friend gets but, killed this is like someone he, invested in his brother like I love you and what's and then still gets killed and you're like oh my yeah. god it's brutal but, yeah it like is genuinely he, um, brutal he, he, he almost remembers that he's his brother as well and he's yeah like, exactly yeah he <laughs> sort of almost regains composure I know there's a, there's so a shred well, of hope yeah <laughs> it's brilliant it's just unrelentingly so brilliant Beautiful. But the one, mm. they've gone to the poacher shed to get some dynamite to blow up the pyramid stage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when Sarah finds it, she goes, here it is, and throws it down to oh, him. Oh, that's brilliant. And the way yeah. Baker goes, <laughs> <laughs> It is brilliant, though. It is like the yeah. doctor going, for yeah. fuck's sake, it nearly killed us, you stupid bitch. It's so, it's so it well done. It explains about sweaty gelignite. Sweaty yeah. And they've already had that. Have they already had the scene where they're... D- dismantling no the, that's the next bit no. so they they've that's got the the, they've got the dynamite and then they have to go and, oh yeah sorry um, they have mm. to go and they have to go and defuse no, hang on no 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 they've did, they've un, they've un- oh no the, they've um, already done but, it yeah, yeah, yeah right. they left mr bronson doing that they said yes. we're gonna go to the shed you ah, uh, that's the other thing we unbandage. need to mention is when he unbandages the um mummy it, it's a genuinely <laughs> beautiful prop Mm. Oh, it it looks like a really cool clockwork robot mad thing. It mm. just looks yeah. like tactile and real. 
There's mm. one other thing I noticed is the fact that um, Clements the poacher's got a shed. Why would a poacher just have a shed on your property? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, it's I a wanking Albert the shed. rapist had some rope. Yeah. Albert it's the a, rapist had some rope. It's a wanking <laughs> shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the dynamite for again? Do they explain it's like moles or something? Or uh, like, it's yeah. for fishing. Oh, for fishing. Yeah, Mr. Bronson had seen him fishing. Yeah. yeah. It's With dynamite. That is dynamite, like yeah. Mick Dundee. Yeah. yeah, it's for when He's a poacher. But never mind. It's for when yeah. moths. It's for when moths get really out of control. They, <laughs> they re- immediately resort to dynamite. You know. He, yeah, exactly. He's, oh, he's, he's got a, that case of piles. Get the dynamite. Something about doing something for Allah. I don't know why he's talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something about Admiral Akbar. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> So you've, so you've got this amazing scene with the dynamite. Then you've got then you've got the doctor and Sarah Jane diffusing a sort of ceramic, Sorry, right? That's right. A sort of yeah, ceramic, yeah. a sort of ceramic jackal, which is again one of the fourth move, and you'll never t- tell the yeah, time again. A nice yeah. Bit, a nice bit of genuine. That's really, that's really Douglas Adams' line. That yes, so yeah. But it, it's genuine, genuine peril, which is brilliant. Oh yeah, and the, and the, the way they act it. I mean, basically, what they're doing is they're holding up a. Pen to a vase, but the yes, way they exactly. act it makes it so <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. well acted. It's, it's brilliant. That's the it's thing. It's that's so the thing. tense. And then meanwhile, Sutek is um got uh, is sending over Scarman. He's got the ump. Yeah, he's got the ump, and he's sending <laughs> he's, he's sending over a sort of interplanetary FedEx. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can send he's, things. He's got quite a lot of stuff that he can do, doesn't he? he I know. He's like in <laughs> he's basically he's got the internet. He's got yeah. Uh, yeah. He's there's a lot of there's a lot that he can do, and apparently he's got a game can't of Pong do. Going on. There's a, apparently yeah. a lot that he cannot do. I like, so I like definitely it. got one of those like girlfriends who writes to uh, people on death row, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got, like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, sending yeah. him messages. Yeah. Although she'd be she's life, so she'd be his enemy. I like the way when yeah. he goes to. Uh, Everything that's his enemy includes fish. Fish, yeah. <laughs> fish. Can I have some of that jelly? <laughs> Can I ask what is in this omelette? Is there any fish in it? No, there's not any fish in this omelette. <laughs> I am allergic, Doctor. I have a shellfish problem, Doctor. <laughs> anyway, as I'm sure you all know, they brought him back for the Impossible Planet and Satan. Yes, yes. They did. Gabriel Wolf. And um, I was going to try and get him for my radio show, but he does, he's oh, not really? on Spotlight, so we couldn't get him. But he was still working, apparently, and I had a little yeah. part that was like demonic voice that I wanted Gabriel Wolf to do, but oh, yeah, brilliant. apparently he wasn't available. Oh, I used man. to know his sister. I used oh, to know really? His, no, not his sister, his daughter. Oh, Big uh, Bad. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She she didn't like that. Yeah. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, that that immediately sounded like you were giving evidence in court. Yes. <laughs> his sister. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. His daughter. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's his daughter and his sister. <laughs> ah, fiddle dum, fiddle. I'm afraid. I'm afraid the court doesn't work like that, yeah. Mister yeah. Doctor Who. Doctor Who in Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. this is another point where Sarah displays a more ridiculous amount of knowledge that she has. Yes. She knows loads about Egyptology and about, was it three? Horus, Horus and stuff, yeah. yeah. It's stuff that I only know about because I've watched this. Yeah. But I, I sort of don't mind that. I kind of like the fact no, that she's again, occasionally... I, I, don't, I don't mind. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously they grab the dynamite. They're going to destroy the pyramid stage rocket. So the doctor yeah, says, yeah. I need to place that. So he disguises himself as a mummy, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, so then, and then suddenly SJ... I shall mingle with the mummies, but I shan't linger. I shan't yeah. linger. <laughs> 
and, and then, make their titties tingle. <laughs> and then suddenly, Taunting. suddenly, SJ arms up, and she just looks fucking so fucking yeah, ripply, she says, powerful. She say, yeah, I know what I know what I'm doing. She even says, "Yeah, I know yeah. I just shoot." It's brilliant, and that and that whole sequence is amazing. The whole reversed flame that's about to blow up, and then it's because of Sutek's yes, powerful again, mind. Yeah. He's controlling it. Yeah. So we need to distract Sutek. So the and doctor decides. Sends him a bird with big tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's got. Well, he's, he's not, he's, and she's got he's, miniatures he's... hanging off her bra, so that's Tom. <laughs> well, the, well, the, well, the mummies have got big enough breasts. So that's he's, true. He's not, yeah. Not distracted true. by them. Well, when uh, when Tom goes through the time corridor yeah. and you see and it's his ass that we see, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I wish from then on the opening titles had just been him facing away from us going, yeah. going down the corridor instead. Tom Baker's arsehole. Yeah. Tom Baker's arsehole. <laughs> and Tom Baker's arsehole is currently appearing in Mother Goose. Yeah. Oh my god. The idea of the title sequence being Tom Baker running away, but not just running away, but running away in like fast forward like Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're looking every shoulder at us. Yeah, yeah. Hanna Barbera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this leads to the end of the. I love this cliffhanger. It's my mm. favorite. Oh, episode three cliffhanger is stunning. I love the fact he doesn't because the script has been so good all the way through. But then Sutek doesn't say anything at all. He just looks at him and yeah. flashes his eyes. Mm. Yeah. And, and the director tells Tom acting. that it's tells Tom that it's past closing time, yeah. and he goes. Ah! <laughs> but Tom does genuine <laughs> like Tom does. All right, you're basically shining a green light on me. I need to make something of this, oh. which we know yes, that yes, if it was Pertwee, it would be a close up of him cross-eyed and gurning. Yeah, going <laughs> doi doi. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if it, if it was Tom three years later, he'd be doing something stupid as well. But maybe, yes, maybe. Yeah. That's when the perm is getting lanker and the coke yeah. habit is getting higher. <laughs> um, and, and he lives in the coach and horses. But um, yeah, at this yeah. stage, he's still invested in the part and he's doing yeah. brilliant. He does genuine like agony acting. It's like, it's oh, amazing, fuck. isn't it? Absolutely so incredible. Good. Um, yeah, because they said to him, what happened is, I watched the documentary about this, mm. and they said to Tom, uh, the, the motivation was we've got you an advert advertising beer and, <laughs> you'll, and you'll get a lifetime supply and he says oh great and he says yeah it's calibre so we begin oh. episode four and there's this, like seven minutes of Sutek just toying torturing with him. the doctor yeah. and torturing him and it's yeah. fucking, he forces him to kneel that's amazing yeah. all In that he says Nearly does um, the line from Superman too, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Neil before he says Neil before Neil before, before the might of, Yeah, might it's yeah. so brilliant. Yeah. And the battle mm. between the he he's still I think is it it's just after this sort of like torture sequence where finally Sutek sort of finds out who he is and then finds out yeah. he's a doctor, he's from Gallifrey, yeah. he's a Time Lord, and yeah. even then he doesn't well, see him as a threat. No. Whereas weirdly, yeah, well, before, he, um... all of the times before that, as soon as the Doctor is revealed to anyone, because he's always a mystery, I'm the Doctor, mm. who, who the fuck mm. are you? When they f- yeah. Quite often when they meet alien races and they find out he's a Time Lord, suddenly yeah, the paradigm annoying. shifts and everyone's mm. like, oh shit, you're a Time Especially Lord. Especially when okay. they find out he's Shipman. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's that amazing bit where, um, where Sutek demonstrates the immense power he has by cutting to camera three um, <laughs> to, to the shot of the TARDIS. And, like, <laughs> That's right, yeah. Tom Baker's like only the person in the gallery can do that. You have you have yeah. such strong powers. <laughs> yes. They only do that to Paddy Russell. They only <laughs> they only do that on Blue Peter. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm that powerful. And then Suchak does the most amazing thing via mm. FedEx. He sends the TARDIS key back to Ghastly Grange. Mm. Yes. I love, I it. love, I love, it. love mm. that so much. It's brilliant, isn't it? He sends the TARDIS key back. Because up until this point, I get really annoyed if we don't ever see the TARDIS. I hate it when the TARDIS just appears and they're in the TARDIS and you never see it appear. But yeah. I love yeah. the fact for this episode, they do a jolt, which makes it somehow even better. But now we, yeah. get, we get double, double TARDIS appear, disappear, appear, disappear. All in yeah, episode I, four. I, I know what you mean. And if to me, TARDIS, that's just TARDIS a fucking joy. Yeah, TARDIS moving mm. the story to me is like just as important as anything else. And we get yeah. it, we get it double bubble, we get it twice. We get appear, disappear, appear, disappear. Now, at one point, the doctor says the controls are isomorphic. So isomorphic, only, only I can yeah. do them, yeah. So that's, that's definitely not the case, though, is it? No, <laughs> no, many, no. Many other stories. Clearly not, but no. Is, yeah. is, he li- is he lying to Sutek even under torture? Yeah, because I've seen Adric Maybe. Crying, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adric can do it, yeah. then. Tegan did it once, for fuck's sake. Well, yeah. fucking <laughs> Harry, Harry did it in fucking Ark in Space. He was... Yeah. <laughs> He's twisting the hermit regulator. But he was also trying to, job, yeah, he was he was trying to find a cock or a drink. But it was one. Yeah. Of the, it's fine. But I love the Sutek Doctor sort of yeah, two throw. Yeah. Ten, yeah. The sort of emotional tennis, emotional match between them is brilliant. It's brilliant. So Genuinely but, brilliant. But mm. unfortunately, it doesn't end very well, does it? No, no. Right. Once yeah. they get to Mars, it sort of goes downhill a little yeah. bit, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are some things which. Um, which redeem it later in the story, but unfortunately... I'm so going to forgive it, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, forgive right, it, No, you're right, you're right. I'm going to mm. forgive oh, all of it. Absolutely, yeah. Because at one point Sarah says it's basically the same ending as Death of the Daleks, which yes. is weird because, um, as has been pointed out many a time, Sarah would have had no idea what was going on in the city <laughs> exactly, in Death yeah. of the Daleks. But, uh, but it is the same, and I think someone needed to go... I saw it on UK Gold! Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 they basically need to be... <laughs> they basically get like the puzzler out, don't they? And they have to go into yeah. each room solving a little puzzle. Riddle me, re. The... It's, yeah. the, it's the adventure game, really, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. Exactly. That's what I wrote. Well, the... it's, it's either the adventure game or it's um. What's the other stupid bloody? What? It's a three-minute lock-in. It's um. Crystal Maze. Crystal Maze. Crystal Maze. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. it just Crystal becomes meth. that. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's one of the puzzles though where the doctor says, Well obviously the length of the lines provides a scale of measurement. But I mean all it is is just to spot the difference. Because yes, you know, one, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the tiles is slightly different and all the mm. others match up exactly and they he, superimpose he, them so he, you can see it on the I screen. Know. But he uses the fringe of his scarf to do it and somehow know, that's sort of oh, beautiful. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Somehow, Imagine. like that that makes Doctor Who sense. You just go, yeah. Imagine how fucking annoying that scarf would be though. Yeah, <laughs> we've mentioned this before, but it stresses me out because it, yeah. it really does. It's going to catch on everything, isn't it? Mm. It really is. Yeah. I love that bit where the Sarah and the Doctor come in, see a mummy just about to turn around, just turn around and go out again. Yeah, yeah. that's Beautiful. brilliant. It's the uh, Grandpa Simpson, isn't it? It's that gif of Grandpa yeah. Simpson mm-hmm. entering the bordello. And the bit where the mummy sort of goes, oh, sorry, wrong room, and then walks Sarah Jane is immediately trapped in Noel Edmund's crinkly bottom grunge tank. And that's yep. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it even got some silver gaffer tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> and we do and the look, bit from the labyrinth. Yeah. Oh. Is that well, the same? that's risky, right? Because they don't. He says, "Which button should I press?" And one yeah. of the one of the mummies lifts his arm by like an inch. Yeah. And yeah. That somehow tells him which button. Not I know. To press or and, then, and then the buttons are on the other side to the mummy. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's lucky because the mummy was saying he was deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, yeah so I mean, that, we have that the... riddle is when you're a kid that riddle is amazing and exactly I mean, yeah. yeah 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 the the it's, it's, it, obvious it's now, the but... twin guardians of horus with their riddle me re um, yeah. which yeah. is immediately solved or unsolved according to which pov shot you're going to go with um, yeah. and they're, <laughs> and they're, they're just fine. they're just they're just, just mummies with a bit of gold lame on yeah they? they've got some little they sashes are, on here lovely. she is mummy 1975 <laughs> you should have had the original mummies mummy look over at them and go Whoa. <laughs> and now it's time for the mummies in swimwear cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. it's a it's a great costume again though it's like I love the uniformity yeah. of the mummies and stuff and yes. I'm like oh yeah I'd buy that I'd buy and all those, of this fact, all, all of them have got this sort of double flat sides to either of the head yeah exactly of the head, you know that's, what, yeah. I was, that's what I was saying earlier they don't they, Ser- they, they are wrapped in well. bandages but they don't look like mummies they've got this concave convex chest yeah. thing this massive chest mm. piece you know that it's underneath brilliant. they're made of metal and they're robots and it's that makes yeah. it even weirder so good oh, so <laughs> fucking good Anyway, you do oh. get some nice, nice effects coming up because I love it when Marcus suddenly turns back into Sutek and you get that horrible face from which Jimmy Nail, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which you haven't seen since episode one. Which is quite it reminds me of the face they used to throw up on the end credits of Star Trek, the guy with the, the, who yes, was the, 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 the green-eyed yeah, alien yeah, yeah. that used to terrify me because I don't think I'd ever seen the episode like, ever. No. But as a kid, <laughs> always saw that at the end and you used to be like, oh my God, Neighbours is on the other ch- fucking side. <laughs> Why am I watching that? This is terrifying. Yeah. And when horror, when, when Sutek appears as this sort of the, the day of the jackal, um, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is. It looked like the statue of Petra. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I like it's another one of these deaths that you hardly get these days, where you briefly get a really horrible charred corpse, don't you? When he, mm. Yeah. Time. It's really mm. grim. Mm. So that's what he's been the whole time, right? That's like yeah. when, as soon as Sutek lets him go, he is just like this, this desiccated yeah. kind of burning thing. I love that. Exactly. There, are, so there, are, there are proper invested deaths in this, whereas, and as we know in a lot of Doctor Who, all you've got to do is just touch someone's elbow and they fall to the floor. Um, yeah. in, this, in this, all the deaths sort of look as realistic as they can look for a sci-fi kid show. Um, yes. um, you know? Unfortunately, unfortunately, the next special effect shot is all the doors opening back to the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which that looks, looks like... so much fun, though, doesn't it? Like, you just have to run down that and just like, push them all open. But I... it looks so 2D, though. It looks like Captain Pugwash. I know, but you'd never Pat seen... Paddington. But here's the thing. You'd never seen that sort of shot before ever in Doctor Who. It looks... They're trying to do sense yeah. of perspective. No, you're right. I know, I know. They're trying to I do know. sense yeah. of perspective. And it's sort of, I think it looked really cool for its, for it's, what it's, it was no, you're right, you're right. trying yeah. to do. I don't now, know. we do need to... Uh, we yes, I know, to what, I know what Tom's going to say. Yes, because I think that, I'll, just for our listeners, because I think our listeners would be very disappointed if we didn't draw attention to uh, the evil hand of Sutek. Holding the cushion. Holding the cushion down, which for me, it's like, you know, when they make rugs and they put a misstitch in there to prove that it wasn't made <laughs> yeah. by a machine. That's what this is to me. It's like, <laughs> don't forget, this is made for no money. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the stormtrooper hitting the door, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the famous and now lovely yeah. and what looked out for mistakes. See, these days, like in, when in the Mandalorian, where that crew member was standing in the background, yeah, they 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 CG out in a couple of days, and you'd never I know. know. Yeah. Well, I wonder if if they will do that f- for a version on the when they get around to the Blu-ray, they'll definitely leave hard, leave it in there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be, but they'll definitely have a version where you can watch it in glorious yes, bundling. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be better if they CG the hand to make it a Martian hand. Well, or giving oh, the finger. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
so sort of Sutex trapped eternally in a sort of time yes. corridor via the Which doctor. Which I don't quite, I don't quite. No, get that. that's the only bit that no. doesn't it quite make sense. It happens very suddenly, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, but, he, he ages whatever it is several thousand years, but while still talking to the doctor somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. so by the time he's finished his sentence, he's forgotten what he's talking about. Hey, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do I come in here for? It's yeah. the same every day. <laughs> when can I have that's me cocoa? When can I have me cocoa? But I, it's because the it's because the doctor's gone into the TARDIS and taken like like all of the TARDIS out to sort of disable yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he plugs it in. He basically yeah. does the in that yeah. film Wizard where the guy's got the game glove. He does that. Well, the, there are two <laughs> things that strike me about it as well. First of all, he says we've got two minutes, but I'm sure oh. isn't it more than that from in the Martian? How long does it take yeah. for? A, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But the other other thing is, Sutek doesn't have to go down the time tunnel because he's free in Egypt. He could just come out and, you know. He's a a god. Yeah, Yeah. it's very strange. Get a camel over. Yeah. (laughs) So he's lucky lucky that Sutek does go down the time tunnel, otherwise. Yeah, he's very lucky. No, very, very lucky. And then there's a very lucky time lord. Oh. He's a lucky fucking time lord, which is he's a cheeky fucking time lord. He's a cheeky fucking doctor, um, and so it ends with um, um, the gassy grains being on fire. And then there's an amazing yeah. bit where they, where obviously they don't know they're doing this, but it's so mm-hmm. well that they did it a bit later. Whereas um, Baker references the fact that there's a fire. Mm. Yeah. And he says, um, oh, I believe I might have started one in 1666, which you yeah, get yeah. later on with Davidson. That's I know, exactly. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's... Thank you to the continuity man from the JNT. Yes, exactly. Thank you yeah. for whoever yes. was going, oh, yeah, he referenced Ian that. Levine, probably. Ian Le- yeah. Yeah. I was being sarcastic about Ian Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way of being about him. No. no. Really, no. no. Even his He's family are like, oh, you're here, are you? <laughs> he's going to email in and say by the way in episode 2 you said this yeah. oh boy oh I'm going to smash my iPod because of it yeah. <laughs> with a hammer I'll smash my iPod shuffle with a toffee hammer <laughs> <laughs> and so and so the whole episode ends with um, Lady it's Penelope's mo- Ghastly Grange being uh, set fire to Thunderbird good style shot. it's a yeah. really good model shot though I know the flames are big like they always are ah, it doesn't matter Mick Jagger turns brilliant. up he's like what are you doing why are you not my bloody oh. house <laughs> Oh God! Get some marshmallows out. Let's make the best of it. <laughs> that's, how wrote, that's how he hey, wrote. That's how he you. wrote. Playing with fire, isn't it? <laughs> get off of my land! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, Pyramids of Mars. Goes. Fantastic. Pyramids of Mars. So we're going to have to score this. Yeah, oh we have boy. to score out of a hundred something. So a hundred. Yeah. What do we want to score a hundred out of? A hundred things. You... Something got featured in the episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Mm. Or, py- or pyramids. Hundred pyramids. Pyramids. A hundred tented pyramids. <laughs> well, you you both suggested in the WhatsApp group. Someone put Tom suggested a hundred dead rabbits and put oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paul suggested a hundred floating TARDIS keys and I suggested a hundred robots with big tits. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, get like, you I... get you get to choose, Jeremy, or you could choose yeah. one of your own. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. super match. Go on. I'm gonna go with John's tits. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, for fifty blanks. <laughs> so, for, for out of a hundred, what would you score the Pyramids of Mars? Apologies. Uh, what would you score? I believe it's just called Pyramids of Mars. I don't Pyramids get of Mars, yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Um, I definitely. I'm gonna go for ninety. 
two. Whoa. Great. Oh, I think that sounds like a lot, but I mean, it is so good. And uh, mm. just the odd thing here and there, which, which make it not... I mean, I don't know how much more any story would be than that, to be honest. No, no. Well, I think the closest we're going to get to such a high score is actually um, Ark in Space, which is another beautiful oh. piece yep. of Doctor oh. Who. Oh. And I think mm-hmm. this is going to maybe even pip it. Yeah. Oh. What are you going to go for, Paul? Oh, um, there's just not much that I don't... I forgive all the little tiny blips and why shouldn't I? Because stuff that I've seen post and before enraged me to the point of mania. (laughs) So the fact that it looks great, Mm. it travels back and forth through time as well. You've got robots dressed as mummies. You've got an alien presence with an Egyptian connection. Um, Every character in it is genuinely brilliant they all play yeah. the character yeah, so well really the are. jeopardy is brilliant there's humor there's the genuine uh, jeopardy and panic i just and i watched it three days ago it was the first time where i'd watched it and immediately just went oh i'll just carry on watching it now i'll watch the next the yeah. next story because yeah. i gen- mm-hmm. genuinely wanted to see if they'd even mentioned their past adventure so i i i'm gonna join i'm right up with jeremy i'm gonna give it 95 i just 95. there's nothing about it that really buggers up i don't mind the odd jarring oh, i'm a bit annoyed about that who gives a fuck mm. it's not up to me because <laughs> yeah, yeah. normally i could be annoyed about fucking everything with doctor who because <laughs> it lends itself towards well, that i think but I think this it's a, just it's doesn't a test, drop the ball the, well, that's yeah. one thing it's a, it's a testament to the story that even when there yeah. are little little mm. uh, exactly. things you don't quite add up give it immediately mm. because the doctors the doc tom is fucking st- Stunning in this. Oh, he's amazing. And he's at the, absolutely the height of his power. Yeah, and Sarah yeah. Jane is fucking stunning in this as well. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And She's the incredible. villains are fucking stunning. Everything is oh. about it is stunningly brilliant and fun. I mean, you know, it's just a perfect piece of who. So I'm giving it 95. John's panicking now because John's going to give it 30. He's going <laughs> to. I fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Minus <Who's> 79. <laughs> Whose score is it now? Uh, do you want to go, John? All right, I'll go. Um, I will say this is peak Tom, mm-hmm. peak uh, Sarah Jane, peak Robert Holmes era, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, and peak and Brown. Peak-a-boo. And peak. <laughs> I was going to say that you've ruined my joke. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will, I'm going to give this a very healthy mm-hmm. 93. Oh, 93! God, this oh. is the king of all Doctor Who episodes. It's amazing. It's it's. Um, we talked about how Ark in Space is the like quintessential Doctor Who episode. But yeah. this feels like the quintessential slight hangover from the Pertwee era of a Hammer Horror episode while also being... Because there's, there's touches of the original Hammer Horror Mummy film in this as well. I, mm. I also think, you know, Pertwee had this thing about Yeti on the loo and Tooting Beck mm. being... being yeah. but, I, but I think this is a similar thing, but with BBC 70s costume drama. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cyber, Cyberman in Upstairs, Downstairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or Giant Maggot in The Duchess of Duke Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was a scandal at the time because yeah, she, exactly, got, yeah. she got pregnant yeah exactly um, <laughs> a limon in a portaloo yeah, which, which I also believe was a Radio Times cover which is um, <laughs> very upsetting if you can actually track it down so yeah ni- 94 Tom right, oh hang on you said 93 before you're going to 94 alright 93 then sorry 93 
Um, right, for me, it's not in this story, but there's a bit which, is, uh, which warms my heart, which is where Tom Baker says, this is Sarah Jane Smith. She's my best friend. Yes. And it's just this like, warm, lovely thing. And here, you just get that they're best friends. They mm. make each other laugh. Like, mm. that thing yeah. that must have been a nasty accident, or maybe sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Like, genuinely funny stuff. They're mm. both amazing. Even though, even, even though he bickers with her, it's sort of, they, she always forgives him immediately. It's not like Colin Baker and Perry. It's, it's, no. It's, yeah. She's something of a botanist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm something of a nudist. No, you're not. <laughs> so I am. Um, I and also I think the it does it does like period stuff so well. Yeah. Um, and I think that they never it never tries to like it's an ambitious thing, but it, it, it's still restrained by what they can do on TV. And I just think it's so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it 96, oh. which means that we have Pyramids of Mars is 376. Money out of 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of 300. I think Someone we'll just, have to work out that. We'll just have to put it down as 300. Mean average, mean average. I think average. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely sure, number yeah, one that's, that's with a bullet, mm. which makes sense because this episode is coming out on New Year's Eve. Hey. So you're entering oh, into brilliant. a new year with the number one wheezing, grozing, whatever we're yep. called. Oh. <laughs> Weaning and grozing. Weezing and grozing. Weaning and grozing. <laughs> Of all time, which is Pyramids of Mars, and I'm I couldn't be happier about that. Oh no, my god! Well. And it's worth remembering that we're recording this on Christmas Eve, mm. yes. and I just—it's so warm, and it's just such a lovely, positive thing. That yeah, I just I love it so much. It so looks—it just looks beautiful. The interior of the TARDIS looks beautiful. The exterior of the TARDIS looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everyone is the top of the game. It looks beautiful. The the, the, the it, sets are amazing. The villains are well thought out of. Yeah, yeah, everything is just on, on that wonderful. We're all doing well this week. Every, so if you're, we're all if working. You're a kid, yeah. If, you, if you're a kid, you'd be absolutely terrified by it, and you know you would yeah, be genuinely, by, by genuinely. It looks mm. amazing. If you're a bit older, you pick up the jokes and stuff like that, and all the jeopardy and the the the, the idea of the all powerful beings. Yeah. And then yeah. when you get when you get to our jaded age, <laughs> then you realise that the production is amazing, especially under the pressures that they must have yes, been under to get yes. this made and mm. looking as good as it is. You're right, the yeah. constraints and they the had. And s- the script is so beautiful as well. So often, so often when you get, like, monsters, like, wandering around, when they're not studio-based and you get them outside, they just look appalling. Whereas yes. the mummies yeah. in this look genuinely brilliant. I know. And, they're so, mm. and the fact that... And got it's this... filmed really well. All the outside, all the outside location stuff is filmed really well. It looks... It's, it's really tight camera shots it's, and it's yeah. genuine jeopardy. It's not just... Endless running around trees and hiding and putting <laughs> it's it, it you hide there they pass you go over there they are there everything sort of makes its own beautiful sense and to do that in twenty four yeah. minutes and have an amazing plot and a genuine threat that's actually something that worries the time lord is something yeah. you, don't, you don't get very often it's normally just yeah whatever and it's, it's not necessarily yeah. tied in with anything it's totally standalone as well yes that's the to, other thing you don't need to know anything to mm. watch it and enjoy but it. I, I, I presume that's what somehow makes it even better is the fact that it is standalone but when the doctor finds out who this guy is he's genuinely scared um, yes. Yeah. Whereas you don't get that a lot. You get just I'm just toying with you. I don't give a fuck. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's my own internal monologue, and yeah. I'm not going to let you mm. all know. Whereas right off the bat, Tom Baker goes, "This is fucking serious. This is and Tom, Tom bad. Baker scared is terrifying. Tom well. Baker scared yeah. is yeah, to, yeah. You're absolutely right. Tom Baker scared is somehow more like, mm. oh fuck, this means something. Yeah. 
Oh, that Troughton is yeah. always scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no! Uh, was there any uh, correspondence? There is. There is lots of correspondence. Um, Greg Newport says, I love this story. Beautifully balanced between horror and sci-fi with a bit of ancient mythology for good measure. It has mm-hmm. its silly bits. The mummy's crushing a gamekeeper sticks out. On the whole, <laughs> I didn't mind a... that at all. I thought that was great. I thought yeah. that was, you know... Yeah, it's horrible, good, in fact. Yeah. On the whole, mm. a fun slice of 72. Billy Garrett John says... What is the in-universe explanation for the hand that cues Sutek <laughs> to stand for the first time? <laughs> there isn't one. It's a it's a mistake, but I love it. No. The hand of Horus. Hmm. The hand of Horus. <laughs> um, the Feather Lord says, I think an extra from the DVD was A Day in the Light of Sutek. Oh, I vaguely remember that. I haven't watched it for a while. Uh, wow. Ben Thomas says, watch out for the infamous hand of Sutek when Sutek stands up in episode four. Um, you can yep. see a hand holding the cushion. Don't know why. Maybe Gabriel Wolf had an unusually sticky ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that really asks more questions than it answers. <laughs> uh, where do they put the guts? Sorry, Al- Alistair Satchel says, where do they put the yep. guts from inside the robot guards? Are they just sentient frameworks and bandages? Um, this was the first Doctor Who VHS I owned. I love it so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh. finally, um, sorry, let me find this. Someone, someone didn't reply to the thread. They replied separately. Uh, Johnny, oh. Johnny Candon. Hey. Hey. hey! He says, Pyramids, best bit. The poacher hearing Warlock in the cottage being throttled by a mummy, doing normal being killed screaming. And mm-hmm. then it goes quiet. Then there's a surprise shriek, like the mummy has just decided to pull Warlock's <laughs> skeleton out of his arsehole. <laughs> That's our Johnny. That's our Johnny. <laughs> That's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. That's basically what they need to the mummy, which is yeah. like rip its skeleton out. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna put that in extenders now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I hope so. Be amazing. This um, this smart suite is a skeleton that's been ripped out of yeah. someone's arse. Happy <laughs> Happy Christmas, Ange. <laughs> Unfortunately, controls of the Queen Vic are isomorphic. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you have to change your barrels or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> An etheric beer or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, there we go. There, there, there's Pyramids of Mars, which has smashed our blockbuster last episode of 2020. Wow. Amazing. Mm. Well, what an absolute treat. Thank you for suggesting that one because yeah. um, I think, yeah, it's just so lovely. We've had some, we've had some duffers recently well, I, and it's I so mean, nice to... There's nothing I like more than picking apart a stupid episode of Doctor Who, but yeah. it's often you have to you have to go to the, the, the wellspring of. You're absolutely you right. Occasionally you yeah, have to go. Yeah. This is why I fucking genuinely adore it more than anything else. It's because when it does it yeah. right, it just does it yeah. so right. Um, and um, what a brilliant way to spend Christmas Eve, chaps! It's been yeah, so lovely. lovely. We should all probably be doing lots of family-based duties and cooking and cleaning and fighting and doing whatever mm-hmm. we need to do. But no, we're doing we'll this later on. Yeah, we've got the later <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, all in good time. But don't yeah. worry, we'll be back in the new year and we will probably start with time flights and then do uh, <laughs> and then do a fix with Santarans and uh, um, the Romulus and Remus. I can let the listeners into a little New Year's secret that we're returning in the new year with three episodes that are master centric. I'm so excited. 
Yeah. So it only baby. remains for all of us to say thank you so much for Mr. Jeremy Lin for being our special Christmas thank guest. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. My pleasure. My pleasure. He was absolutely was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back in the New Year. So it only remains for me to say um, I have a lovely Christmas. Oh, fuck it. This comes out on New Year's Day. I didn't give a shit what you did. Um, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it passed you by. Um, yeah. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I hope that, you know, I wish everyone a happy new year. Um, and, uh, yeah, we are Weezing Grading Pod and you will obey me, I guess. Is, uh, and uh, I'd just, I just like to say, I hope uh, Santa doesn't bring you the gift of death to all men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, depending on which mm. tier you're in. I think Santa Fair. did, but he put a card through my door <laughs> saying it was going to be I'm probably going to get it on the 4th. Yeah, well, he did. He did. But I kept the receipt. So. Okay. <laughs> I think he might have left the gift of death with my neighbour, or he's in a hedge. I'm not entirely yeah. sure, but <laughs> well, I'll get round to it. I'll get round to it. Much like Sutek, I will, of course, be having my hand this evening to help me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, follow us at Weezing Pod on Twitter, which I'm sure you already do because you're all groovy and nice and everything. Um, but it should remain for me to say goodbye, Paul. Uh, goodbye, John, and goodbye, Tom, and goodbye, Jerry uh, Ray. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tom. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> goodbye, Jeremy. Farewell, my friends. Farewell. And See you in the new year. Me. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. People stand in line to see the boy king. How'd you get so funky? Did you do the monkey? I'm Ellie Gibson and this is our new show Extra Life it's basically us talking to funny people about video games when I was a kid it was Grand Theft Auto there's Sinclair ZX Spectrum we talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now Guitar Hero The Last of Us 2 Combat on the Atari 2600 no I love Pokemon anyway find us anywhere you get your podcasts Extra Life GreatBigOwl.com <laughs> 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.